There's no argument, no argument anymore that the Defence Force are mistreating our mob or walking around with guns and other defence equipment. That's totally untrue, totally untrue, and I want to put that to bed. AMSAN and the Aboriginal leadership and our community control leaders applaud the input, the support and the assistance that we're getting from the police, fire and emergency workers, the other non-government organisations that are providing uh, really important uh, support and assistance to those that are in need of it in those uh, lockdown communities, and including the Australian Defence Force. I'm in contact with a very highly respected Indigenous female in uh, the Australian Defence Force that's um, overseeing the uh, deployment of North Force and other personnel into Catherine and into these communities. I'm in regular contact with her. She's assured me that they've undertaken extensive cultural preparations, awareness in readiness for their deployment. And the North Force guys, let's not forget, they're, they're predominantly, if not all of them, are Indigenous Territorians and, and from other parts of Northern Australia. They're prepared to go in there and, and work with our uh, countrymen and our communities in that Catherine region. They respect, they understand the Aboriginal protocols and cultural protocols that's required. So from our perspective, we have no concerns with all of those different organisations and personnel that are supporting our communities there currently uh, in, in the Catherine region. We condone messaging that's going on from non-Indigenous and Indigenous people. It's coming from overseas, the UK, the US and uh, other parts around the world. People are jumping on and I note that uh, it's an opportunity to go black shopping, I understand, is a new uh, uh, reference of um, approaching and targeting the most vulnerable population in this country, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander population, using them as a vehicle to peddle misinformation. We understand that there's Aboriginal people involved in some of this mes messaging as well, which is really disappointing. And what I want to say to all those people is that you're doing our communities no benefit, no benefit. In actual fact, you're increasing the stress and trauma on our communities and our people because of your peddling of misinformation. Enormous stress and trauma. I've had a number of calls from countrymen. You know, my countrymen there in Catherine, I have a big mob of them, uh, that are saying that it's causing them stress and trauma trauma and that's why we're backing uh, the call from the traditional owners and, and other leader, community leaders in the Catherine region to call on those groups, call on those individuals to stop what you're doing. The other crisis right on our doorstep, housing, the overcrowding and the lack of housing for our communities. I want to bring to the attention of all levels of government is when the messaging goes out to them and say they must self-isolate, where are they going to self-isolate and quarantine? when they're already living in houses and other dwellings with up to 20 to 30 people living in that same dwelling. So I'm calling on all levels of government to provide the appropriate leadership here and the, and the financial investment for a minimum 10-year remote regional housing program. Urgently. The current agreement, as I understand it, expires June 30 next year. We can't wait until, you know, May, early June next year to start to think about negotiating a uh, new remote regional housing program specifically for Aboriginal people. I mean, if we need to start now. We've got to get the appropriate political leadership with uh, governments, 
making the appropriate investment so we can address this very serious matter that needs urgent attention. We applaud the Chief Minister's comments. We share those comments and we totally applaud him for uh, coming out publicly and making that known. Hence why we are calling on all those eligible Aboriginal Territorians to get vaccinated or consider getting vaccinated after they visit their local clinics or health centres and talk to their um, doctors and uh, clinicians. We want to get that vaccination rate up to the 90 to 95%, 100%. You know, we've, got a, we've actually got a couple of communities now that are very, very, if not, they might have ticked over in the last 24 hours to 100% at least first vaccination, and it'll be followed up by their second in, in the required uh, period, three weeks or whatever it is. But we've got uh, other communities that are double vaccinated up around about the 80, 85%, 90, 90%, I think, one of those uh, communities in the Catherine region informed me just the other day. So I applaud the effort of our health clinicians, both in the Aboriginal community control sector and Territory Health people that are out there. They're putting in big efforts under some challenging environment, you know, the heat and all the rest of it that goes with it. We've got the wet season in the top end here now, so uh, that's causing a few um, road bumps as well. But overall, uh, we're very pleased with the rollout of the vaccination rates throughout the Northern Territory. A bit slow in the Barclay there, but I understand traction is starting to be made. Um, I think what we need to say, and this Delta virus is a very, very fast, contagious, it goes like wildfire once it gets in the community. And you can see what happened when it went into Robinson River and uh, Binjari and also the Catherine community, how quickly it spread there. So it's really, really important that we get the vaccination numbers up so that we can protect our elders. They're the holders of all those stories, all that culture that needs to be passed on to our future generations. So we need them protected. We need our communities protected. We need our children protected. So I encourage all Aboriginal Territorians that are eligible for the vaccination to seriously consider going and visiting your clinic and speaking with your doctors and uh, nurses, Aboriginal health workers. I want to put a big shout out there to our Aboriginal medical services uh, throughout the Catherine region, as you're aware. Uh, Sunrise, Whirly Wellenjang and the Catherine West health services provide a very important primary health care and other related health care services from the Queensland Northern Territory border and the Western Australia Northern Territory border. That catchment area is predominantly serviced by the Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Sector. Obviously we had a, uh, as everybody's aware, the breakout there in Robinson River and Catherine from an earlier positive case that went undetected for a little while uh, until positive results were coming out in the water testing and, and other tests that were being undertaken, particularly in Catherine, which resulted in uh, a positive case in uh, Worley Wollongang. And, uh, you know, as a result of it being a very close contact, it unfortunately had to um, lock down in excess of 30 clinicians or 30 staff that work at Worley Wollongang. So they were really stretched and um, with the support and assistance from other um, uh, key Aboriginal organisations and health services in, in the Catherine region, uh, AMSANT, uh, we rallied behind them to uh, ensure that the appropriate support was uh, provided. To date, we've been reasonably successful in uh, controlling that uh, the wider spread, but look, there's more results, testing results to come back in, so let's not get too confident at this point in time. We've, we've got a fair way to go yet.